Good evening, good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the No More Broken Pieces podcast. I am your host, Ramonda Moore Brown, and I am excited about our new season. Uh, I was going to wait until September to get this new season started. And a couple of days ago, it might even been yesterday, uh, my apostle Katrina Garrett posted a post on Facebook. She shared something, and it so tied in with what the Lord had been speaking to my heart about. Many of you know I started the year with 18 days, uh, preparing to overcome in this year of the 18. And when she posted this, it just made my spirit man leap on how to end what I call the final four, the spiritual final four, just like basketball, and I will admit I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know the final four in the in the natural, the final four is usually four teams that have made it, that have beat the odds, that have made it to the end. But in the spirit realm, here in this 18, the last four months, we are alive, we're breathing, we made it. God has brought us through some uh, miraculous things. We've gone through some tough trials, um, some serious spiritual warfare, but nevertheless, we have made it to the final four, and we can still overcome 2018 with a power love, and a sound mind. I do have Apostle Katrina on the line. I will not prolong this thing any longer, but I do say thank you again for joining me. I have been on a sabbatical from the air, but I'm back with a vengeance, with my spirit renewed. My heart is excited about what the Lord is going to do from the the final four and into 2019. Right now I bring to you my amazing Apostle she is uh, the co-leader at uh, Thy Kingdom Come Global Ministries, where the Lord has planted my family and I. And through their love, through their patience, through their guidance, I'm telling you, I've grown more in these last three, almost four years than I had in the 40-plus years that I've been in church. So I'm glad about it. I thank God that now I'm not in church, but the Spirit of Christ is in me, causing me to grow, to learn, to walk in the spirit of gratitude and not let offense cause me to draw back from the things of God. So I'm a product of what they're doing in this season. Right now I will bring on to you none other than Apostle Katrina Garrett. Good evening, Apostle. How are you? Good evening. Good evening. How are you? All is well. I'm still going strong. You know, I had to take a little (laughs) minute to recuperate, but I'm here doing what God created me to do. I would love for you, however he leads you, to tap in on that that thing that you shared yesterday. It really blessed my heart, and I know the people of God need to hear that. So however he leads you, release whatever he put in your belly concerning this spiritual scorecard and ending this year with overcoming. Praise God. Um, well, um, the, the the scorecard that I had received or I had posted, um, it's, it's amazing how you never know. You, you, you just don't 
One thing I love about God is God is just so awesome. He always confirms, you know, what he places in your spirit. And so it had been in my spirit um, over the last uh, couple of uh, weeks, well, my husband and I both, um, really about uh, discipling the people in the ministry and in the body of Christ, period, and just really teaching people how to live the life of being a believer. Um, I don't so much like the so-called use the term Christian because a lot of people like have used Christianity or took the word Christian and has made it a religion. And so, you know, like my son, you know, he was saying to me, well, I don't believe in Christianity because this, this, and that, and he went out into all this other stuff. But I told my son, I said, I'm not a Christian. And he looked at me and he said, you what? I said, I'm not a Christian. I said, I am a believer. I am a believer and I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. That's who I am. And so, um, you know, it's really been in my spirit because many of us, we understand that we receive spiritual gifts from the Lord. And we, you know, everybody receives a gift from God, whether you're saved or not, okay? Because let's just be real. Unsaved people are gifted. So, you know, a lot of times we as believers, we tend to sometimes get so um, caught up in gifts more so than getting more involved in our relationship and building our relationship with Jesus. So I was in prayer and I was talking to the Lord about, you know, because we pray for our, the, the, the uh, members of our ministry and we ask the Lord to bless them. We ask the Lord to, to, to mature them. We ask the Lord for direction on what is it that he has for us to say to them. One thing about being a leader, my husband and I have learned, is that we don't know what to do with the people, so we have to go to the Lord. We have to speak the Spirit of God to know what to do and and to know what to say because God is the one, the Holy Spirit is the one who is all-knowing, and he knows their every move and every need and what they need and what area in their life they might be weak, that they need strength. And so um, – as me and my husband was praying, he was saying, you know, teach them how to disciple. And so that's what we've been doing. We've been doing that on Wednesdays and, and, and you know, and also tying it in with the messages that we preach on Sundays. But uh, I have a couple of African friends um, that message me a lot of times on Facebook, and I have one particular one. He always just messages me different inspirations. And so um, he had messaged me this must-read uh, scorecard um, in my inbox, and so when I, you know, sometimes I'm not gonna lie. I open up their message, and sometimes I don't, depending on how busy I am, because I get a lot of inboxes from from people, um, especially over in Africa. And so this particular morning, the Holy Spirit led me to open it up. So I did, and when I read it, I said, "Oh my Lord, this is so touching. This is a blessing right here." And basically. Uh, I don't want to read the whole thing, but I just want to say that it was just talking about how a man was praying, and he was asking for more spiritual power and anointing. And so he brought all these books and things like that, how to flow in the supernatural, you know, and um, fasting without water. He fasted. He went on a white fast, which is without with water. He went on a dry fast with nothing. And then, you know, one day when he was praying, he asked the Lord to show him the secret you know, on him being able to, you know, for God to use him in a greater measure. Like, why wasn't he able to do these supernatural things in the Lord? And so the Lord gave him a score, and the score read off gentleness. He had 1% unforgiveness, 95% love, 5% joy, 
10% anger, 95%, pride, 90%, peace, 3%, kindness, 20%, holiness, 1%, self-control, 3%, sexual thoughts, 2%, greed and covenants, 80%, doubt, 80%, disobedience, 95%, patience, 1%, love for secret praise, 100%, negative thoughts, 80%, jealousy, 99%, envy, um, 98%, gossiping and backbiting, 90%, faith, 3%, and idolatry, sixty percent. So, so the only thing that he had uh, that was close to being Christ-like was he had one percent of gentleness, and he had three percent of faith. And so, seriously, he was like, you know, what is our scorecard? You know, what examine ourselves? And it really, you know, it really made me examine myself as well. You know, because when I read it and I looked at it, I really began to examine myself because you must understand, saints, that. Um, you know, time is running now, and we talked about this even yesterday in the discipleship class. I asked them a question: Do you guys really believe in the last days? And they said yes. And I said, and I know, you know, back in the seventies, and back in the thirties, and back in the forties, and back in the, you know, sixteen hundreds, and so forth. They were saying we're living in the last days. Well, it was the last days for a lot of them because a lot of them are not here. They, they they're going on, and they went before the Lord. And so every day is a last day, I believe, for us as saints. And the question is, how are you going to spend your last moments on earth? How are you going to spend your last moment even now? There are some of you that God has placed inside of your ministry. There are some of you that God has placed some sort of ministry in your belly. But you've allowed things or people or, you know, circumstances to disqualify you. You must understand that you might not have a lot of people that's in agreement to what God has ordained or preordained you to do. But the question is, if you're seeking to walk with God, if you're seeking to walk in kindness, if you're seeking to walk, you know, in joy and love and self-control, and you're doing those things and you're living the life, you must understand this. The more you gravitate to the presence of God and the more you gravitate to the spirit of Christ, you're going to become more pure. The more you desire a pure walk with the Lord, the more you desire to walk worthy of the call upon your life, the more you're going to be attacked. You must understand Satan's job is to kill, steal, destroy, and he comes after the anointed. Because when you're anointed, it's the anointing that breaks the, the yokes. One thing about it, it has nothing to do with your gift. The gift does not break the yoke, saints. Gift don't deliver people. It's essential, and it is a part of the kingdom of God, and it is a part of being the body of Christ, yes, because without, the gifts are really given to us to help build up the church, and that's the body of Christ. But it's actually the anointing that will begin to destroy yokes upon people's lives. And let me tell you something about the anointing. You can be anointed and not even have to open up your mouth and go into a room or walk into a, a place, and people will start feeling the presence of God on your life. The Bible says, how can a man be saved unless the Spirit of God draws him? So it's not by our works. It's not by what we do. And we must remember that because I think what happens is so many of us get caught up in gifts and we, we get complacent in the gifts and we feel like, you know, we get complacent, like, I can do this. I got this gift. This gift is perfected, and it's me. It's not ever us. It's always the presence of God. It is always the Holy Spirit. We must not, what I call, break the chain of command in the spirit realm. Because one of the things that Jesus said was he said the Holy Spirit will come and he will teach us. 
And it also says, it's in St. John, it says that the Holy Spirit, he said, I'm going to send you a comforter and he will teach you all things. And not only that, he said he did not come on his own, but he comes under the Father. So the Holy Spirit gets his command from the Father. The Holy Spirit doesn't even come on his own. Even when Jesus walked the earth, he always said, I did not come on my own, but the one who has sent me. And so it's so important for us to learn how to develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. We must yield our inner man. You have the spirit, body, and soul, okay? The spirit is what God's placing us. He breathed into man his spirit. Then man became what? A living soul. So now what happens is because we become a living soul, we all have been born into sin. You have to remember, when you conceive a baby, it is not us who gives life. Every woman who has ever conceived a child, the presence of God embedded into that baby and breathed breath into, into that baby. It wasn't by our – scientifically, yes, they'll show you, you know, how – they'll show you the stages of pregnancy. But really, it is the Lord that gives us his, uh, the spirit. Every person, every egg that comes, every egg that is, you know, that, that is fertilized from a man, once they collide together, that's when the miracle of Christ, the miracle of God takes place. And so, therefore, that's the reason why when man is born, we born, we're born searching for something. It's that inner man that's searching for truth. But unfortunately, we have a deceiver on the earth, and his job, Satan, is to deceive us from obtaining the truth. And a lot of things I hate to say, say the saints, people of God don't want to hear the truth. They, they, they rather hear a lie, and the Bible talks about those things. But when you look at the scorecard, and if you're not friends with me on Facebook, um, um, and you're friends with uh, Minister Ramonda, you know, uh, I'll ask her to reshare that. Uh, that post that I posted, and you can go back and you can you can look at it and, uh, and and just really meditate on that. You know, just look at yourself, examine yourself, because you know the Bible tells us that we are supposed to examine ourselves daily, that we are supposed to die daily to our sins. We're supposed to die daily. Amen. Somebody, we're not we're not we're not here. We're here on this earth with purpose, and you must understand that if you are striving and striving to live for Jesus Christ, then you are precious to Him. And there is a ministry that lies in your belly. There are lots of things we can do in ministry, and one of the things I'm teaching in our church, my husband and I are teaching, is we're teaching the people how to how to listen. Satan's job. Let me tell you about Satan. He loves for us to gather in one building and prophesy, lay hands, and encourage one another within the four walls of the ministry, within the four walls of the church. He don't have a problem with that. But when you begin to get outside the walls and you start going into the community, you start being a, being an impact on your job, you start being an impact in your home, you start being an impact wherever you go, then that's when he has a problem. And that's when he's going to try to oppose you. That's when he's going to try to make you feel as if you're inadequate or you're not anointed enough. You got to get past uh, the false tense, you know, because one of the things on the scorecard was secretly uh, desiring praise by people, 100%. Everybody desires that because that's the flesh. That's why you have people who spend hours and hours a day training for the Olympics, training for football and basketball, training for um, some sort of, um, you know, athletic 
program or training to be a, a, a singer or training to be a movie star because because when they have a bunch of people looking up to them, it makes them really feel like they're doing something important. It makes them feel like you know I'm 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 you know I have purpose on earth because everybody looks up to me. Saints, that's not what it's all about because let me tell you something. As I've preached before, you may not have a lot of followers, but you have a lot of people who watch. And because he called us to be watchmen on the wall, he called us to sound the alarm. He called us to watch and pray and to and to and to be discerning of the times and seasons that we're in so that we can be that light that somebody else can see. See, you got to understand that one of the things that God tests our hearts in, because in the book of Thessalonians, it talks about in Thessalonians 2, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4, it says that we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. Even so, we speak not as pleasing to men, but God who tests our hearts. God is the one. So, and then 5 says, for neither at any time did we use flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak of covetousness, but God is, the, is witness. We must understand that we can't allow the things that we see uh, through other false ministries and prophecies and prophets and things of that nature and teachers who are using flattering words to puff up the flesh. One thing about it, I always said flattery leads to battery. What I mean by that, flattery leads to battery, is because when people begin to flatter you, that comes from the enemy. He loves to flatter us and tell us how wonderful we are so that we can get complacent. And puffed up. Saints, the reason why many of us who choose to live holy, many of us who choose to live and walk in righteousness, the reason why we go from storm to storm is because that's God's way of keeping us in his presence. That's his way of keeping us on our knees. It seems like you come out of one storm and go right into another. But you must understand that even in the midst of of a storm, Colossians says, and let the peace of God rule and reign in your hearts. Because when you begin to pray, you begin to know him. You begin to know him. And as you begin to know him, you will begin to get an understanding of some of the things that you might be experiencing. And it will increase your faith. The more you walk through storms in this life, the greater your faith will increase. Like I said last, like I said on Wednesday, if we want to see people heal from cancer, if we want to see God perform a miracle in us, then why we can't accept it if people slander our name, lie on us? Why do we get so offended? Why do we allow those things to bother us? Because technically, really, if you really want to be truthful, we must examine ourselves. Are we doubting? Are we walking in disobedience? Are we planted in a place where the Lord wants us to be? Or are we there because this guy looks good or this girl looks good? You know, people go to church for different reasons. I don't like the worship, so I'll choose this church. But maybe the Lord told you to choose the church that don't have a good worship because it's something that he wants to do in you there. Are we walking in uh, jealousy? Are we are we coveting other people ministries? Are we covering somebody else's um, break, uh, blessing? Do we rejoice when we see God bless another person? Or do we grumble and complain? Do we have idolatry in our life? Idolatry can be a numerous amount of things. You don't have to be a, a wooden little God. Idolatry could be food. It could be money. It could be a man. It could be a woman. It could be a, a hobby. It could be anything, anything that we set before the Lord, anything that we, that, we, that we enjoy or we love more than we love him is idolatry. 
you know, and, and, and do we do are we walking in self control? Are we are we being at peace with everyone? Are we controlling our anger? These are things, saints, that we are, we must be focused on. So whatever storm you are in, go to this chart and ask yourself, Am I example am I am I what am I exemplifying in this chart? In the midst of where I am right now, am I content? Because even the Apostle Paul said, I learn to be content in whatever state that I am and to be abased. He said he learned to be content in whatever state we in, whatever state that you are in right now. Because if that trumpet was a sound for you, and I ain't talking about Jesus just coming back. I'm talking about when the clock ticks. What will the Lord find you doing? What would he? What where would Jesus find us doing? And where? What condition will our soul or our spiritual man, our inner man, our heart be if the trumpet was to sound? You know, because we have to understand, saints, that we are only passing through this earth. A lot of leaders are making man or making the people of God become comfortable in earth. We're not here forever. The Bible tells us that we are like grass and we will soon wither. Once, you know, we're, not, we're only here for a moment, saints. 120 years is what the Lord has allowed us, and that's not, that's not really a long time. To us, yes, but do you know, have y'all noticed, and I'm, I'm going to say this, have y'all noticed that time has sped up? Time has sped up. I mean, days, it's already, it's already Thursday. It seemed like Sunday was just yesterday. I'm like, my God, where's the time going? And I'm not even working now in time is speeding up. It should be even more, uh, uh, you know, for me to not take notice of it being that I don't work. Because usually when you work, you know, and you're busy, time goes by fast. But I'm not working. I'm at home, you know, working in ministry and in business. So, you know, time is just, it's sped up, say. It's, it's speeding up. Because the earth is, is moaning and groaning at the coming of the Lord. And we must prepare we must prepare. Our mission is to what? Preach this gospel so that the people can be ready when Jesus comes back because everybody has to stand before him. It says every tongue is going to confess. And we're so caught up in these blessed name it and claim it ministries that we have forgotten what, what, this, what this gospel is really all about. What is being all about? We're being saved from what? Damnation. We're being saved from judgment. That is going to come upon the earth, and every one of us will have to rise up in our new bodies to stand before the Lord and to be judged. And, you know, we, 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 we talk like they don't exist. We mock the church. We talk about the church. We, we, we um, you know, we, we, we get comfortable on, on earthly things. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that you can't enjoy life. You can enjoy having a nice home and a pool in the backyard and kicking your feet back, but you got to understand we really, 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 really got to be focused on, be focused on um, the condition of our soul, the condition of our inner man, the condition on where, you know, if the Lord was to return, can he say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant? And it's so important for us to to grow. You know, one of the things that me and my husband have learned, even with our ministry, we are so blessed to see our people are growing. And we're not growing in numbers. We're growing in spirit. We're, spiritually, they are growing. 
Minister Ramona had just said she has grown so much. That we all are, not just them, my husband and I. We are all growing together because let me tell you, as well as I'm a teacher, I am, I am a student because I got to be taught. The Lord got to teach me so that I can have something to give to them. The Lord has to, I have to sit at his table and eat so there'll be meat in his storehouse for them to eat. So I never can get to a place where I've arrived or I think, oh, I know it all or I know that I, you know, I got this. No, I'm always, I tell, I've told the people in my church, I don't have any power, none, zero. I don't have any power. You know, when the people say, you powerful, no, I'm not powerful. The, the, the Christ in me is powerful. I just allow him to use me. That's all I do. I yield to him and I let him use me. But do I have power? No, I'm probably the most weakest vessel that that walks the earth. I'm very weak. But through my weakness, he is made strong. Because when there's times that I want to quit, he he gives me strength. When there's times that I say, Lord, I don't understand, he gives me the understanding. When there's times when I say, Lord, you know, help me to uh, push me to 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 uh, stand. And I want to when I want to sit down, he'll push me to stand. So it's never by the power that I possess, it's the power that I have. It's by the power that possesses in me, and that is Christ Jesus. And I examine myself daily, and I go before the Lord. I think about death a lot. I think about when Jesus is coming back. I think about the things that he talked about, how, you know, this the Antichrist is going to come, and how he's going to, you know, the, the Armageddon is going to happen, and, 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 and a third of the earth of mankind is going to be destroyed. Things of this stuff is all in the Bible, and nobody is teaching this. Very few people are teaching about the, the, the times and seasons that we're in and what's about to take place and what's about to come. Church, we are asleep and we have to wake up. And when you start examining yourself, the Holy Ghost will start speaking to you and you'll have you are having you'll start inquiring to the Lord, you know, Lord, what is happening? What's going on at this at this in this hour? What season are we in? And when you find yourself in a place where you are really attentive to the voice of the Lord and you're really, really seeking the Father and you're really seeking the Lord, let me tell you something. It doesn't matter how bad it's going to get because it's going to get worse. Y'all do realize it's going to get worse. Y'all do realize that. You think it's bad now because we're looking at their, in schools now that homosexuals are allowed to go in and teach on homosexuality and teach on transgender. And now these children, they're, they're passing laws that, molestation is legal, and all this stuff they're passing. They're passing laws that people can marry animals. A man went to the Supreme Court and, and, and won because he wanted to marry his goat. Y'all think it's bad now? You really think it's bad now? Well, go to the book of Revelations. Type in a third of the earth. One-third of the earth is going to be destroyed before the coming of Christ. A third, saints. This stuff is reality. And we got to be prepared, and we got to be able to stand. Because yes, we will go through some of the tribulations for those of us who are still alive. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. We will. We will go through some, but the greatest tribulation He will spare us from. But even now, there are some that are going through tribulation. Some that are being beheaded. Some that are being killed for the sake of the gospel. Are we really ready to die? Because one of the things I said last night in discipleship class is, you know what, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not at that place yet where I'm ready to lay my head down willingly. Now, if somebody was to come in and point the gun at my head and say, Jesus will die, 
I would say, Jesus, but I ain't going to lie. I'll be scared to death. I'd be like, Lord, snatch my spirit before that bullet hit my temple. But Satan, it's going to come a time that it's happening. It's happening now. It's just not in our nation, but it's coming. There are Christians who have been burnt alive, Christians who have been stabbed, hung, pulled apart, poisoned, because they believe in Jesus Christ being their Savior. And if we can't handle just some of the things that we're going through now, how in the world are we going to handle it as it begins, as it begins to progress? Because the mark of the beast is raising its head, and it is coming. And it is really vital that we learn how to have a relationship with Christ. Too many people know church. Too many people are churchy. Churchy and fleshy. They ain't got no spirit. So the question is, what is your scorecard? What is the condition of your spirit, man? I'm going to stop because I don't know how long I have, Amanda, so I didn't get the time from you, so I'm going to turn it back over to you, Minister Ramonda. If um, I don't have a time, you want you have something else you want to say? Please feel free. Uh, do you have any questions? You can ask me a question. Is there any questions that you may want to ask? Okay, let me. I'm tell you, I normally take notes and post, but I just feel like I'm in a session of just learning. Um, I love the way that you tied that into the to the end times. You know, a lot of people are afraid. Um, they don't want to talk about it, or you know. But it's time now that we do talk about it because yes. you know it's it's as you, you just mentioned so many things about um, the times that we're in, the times that we're right. in, um, and where is our soul. What where we're where we're going in eternity? You know, we used to hear that a lot, but it kind of faded yeah. away. Well, mm-hmm. where you spend your eternity? You know, it's all about the 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 emotion. We're in a place where it's all about how do you feel, and and you know yes. what's going on, and that's not yes. it. It's where's your soul going? Where are you going after this? That's right. Where is your? And that's where are you going to spend eternity? Mm-hmm. And that's so important because, you know, it's, it's, I don't know why, but, you know, God, he does. I think about it a lot. You know, I sometimes dream about it, you know. And, you know, I believe that the Lord is really calling me to a place to really study more on the end times um, because, you know, and, 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 and not so much that we're just focusing on end times, um, but we must understand that there's going to be an end one day. We do know that. And, 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 you know, not, not all the other churches, but too many churches, they're so focused on, you know, equipping the people in the gift, you know, or, you know, and, or having all of these vendors and things of that nature. And I know a lot of people ain't going to like this, you know, but I'm going to be real with you. It's, it's worthless. Okay. It's really worthless because, because I'm going to say this, I am a jury maker. I can make jewelry, T-shirts, all sorts of crafts. I can, if I want to make money, I can put on a women's conference and vend my own stuff. In, in, in the, every women's conference that the Lord has has graced me to have, I never had vendors. I never did. I never even vended my my own things because coming together 
and you go into these conferences and all you see is jewelry and purses and, and clothes and hats and all this stuff. But yet the people are leaving these conferences with T-shirts and bags, but nothing deposited in them, into them for them to, they last day could be at that moment. That somebody might be walking away from that conference still dealing with some lust. Somebody might be walking away from that conference still dealing with some unforgiveness in their heart or anger or pride or jealousy. And the Bible clearly tells us that these are like, you know, these are works of the flesh. We will not inherit the kingdom of God if we have this in our hearts. And that's what's so important is if you're going to sell material at an event, I'm not against product. But sell some product that's going to help that person's soul. You know, have some manuals there that they can go and read and they can go back and study the word. Because I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of people ain't reading their Bible. I've taught the leaders. I sat up under prophets and some apostles who, when I started talking to them about the word of God, it sounded foreign to them. How can how can it sound like you don't know what I'm talking about, but you carry a title of apostle or prophet or pastor or teacher or evangelist, and you don't even know the language? Mm. You don't even know the word. You know, because last time I preached, I think it was a couple of Sundays ago, I preached about walking in walking in the spirit and the word because we need a combination of both. Because what happens is we have some churches that are so theological and so theologian that there's no spirit at all. Everything got to be, you know, the Bible says it, this is what it says. You know, they take the Bible, uh, the word of God, and just, you know, say this is what it means. And they don't go back and study in the history. You know, they just say, well, it says women can't preach in the church. That's not what it means. But they're not going back understanding why the Apostle Paul told the women to be silent in the church. Why the Apostle Paul told the women, you know, not to be, you know, head over their husbands. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, and then, and, then, and then you have the ones who are so spiritual, they don't know the word. All they know is how to shout that out of both, shout out of this shit, come out in Jesus' name and be healed and all this. You know what I'm saying? They know how to heal. They know how to, but there's no word still. We got to have a balance of both. And we need to understand that the end time is coming. I'm 48 years old. So I got, you know, probably, what, 60-something more years on this earth. Give the Lord's will. And so, you know, I might we, we might be alive to see when he come back. And if not, then I must be ready. So when he calls me to come home, when he calls me and when it was time, I, my spiritual man is ready because I learned how to walk in the spirit. I learned how to walk in the spirit. I learned how to obey the Lord because there are a lot of people that are not walking in the spirit. They go to church. They know how to dress. It's sad. You know, it, my spirit sometimes gets so vexed when I walk in them churches. All the nice, beautiful, big hats and nice clothing. But your, but, but inside, there's nothing but dead men's bones. No life. And that's why it's so important for us to examine ourselves. We we rather like you know gossip is one because we start busy looking at what everybody else doing and talk about this person seeing and that person seeing. Let me tell you, the Bible says to, for us to work out our own salvation through fear and trembling. I've learned that I ain't got time to worry about people. I got my own problems. 
I got my own demons I got to fight. So why I want to take on somebody else's demons? You understand what I'm saying? Got your own yeah. demons that you got to, that you got to be purged from and delivered from. You know, now we don't we don't even talk about deliverance anymore. You know they don't want to, they don't want to deliver people because it offends the church. And don't get me wrong, that's the proper way to do it. You know Tuesday we had prayer and somebody started going and delivering. We took them to the back. We said, do you want to go to the back? Do you feel more comfortable? Yes. We took them to the back of the church, and we went on through with deliverance. And they got they got some deliverance. So you don't have to do it where everybody can see them. Because sometimes when people go on through deliverance, they don't want everybody to know what they're dealing with. Because you're calling out spirits in them, and they don't want everybody to see that. So, yes, thanks. But that don't mean, oh, let's not do it because we don't want to offend nobody. No, just go on, have prayer, tell them to continue on praying, and get you a, a, a deliverance team, and take the deliverance team to the back, and, 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 and get that person liberated. Amen. So there's things we can do. Amen. Wow. You have given us so much to think about because... The church experience, um, it's just time out. It's, church is for us to go there and to come together to get our instructions to be built up, to be equipped so that we can take it outside of the full walls. It's not a social club. You know, it's not um, like a, a, a social event or, or a sporting event. It's the place for us to go to get equipped, to get our strength and then take it out to the souls that are hurting. People are killing themselves. People are dying. Mm-hmm. People are overdosing, and we are yes. losing them. we got to go out and reach the souls. we got to yes. go out and reach the souls. Wow, thank yes. you so much for sharing just uh, that scorecard. Like I said, it really just jumped out at me, and I knew that I – we wanted to to just go there, however God wanted it to be, to be dealt with, to be said, to give us all something to think about our personal journey, so that yes. we can make sure that we're not thinking. Because what came to my mind is, I imagine that man was pretty shocked because he didn't think that his school car was looking like that. Because <laughs> what I'm, you know, you think about, yeah. oh God, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And, Somebody said I blessed them or I helped them. So we don't want to be in denial about what's really going on inside of us. And so that's it. Just this is a spiritual wake-up call, a spiritual shake into finding out what's going on inside of me. Lord, help me to see where I am and where I need to be, keeping it real honest. And that's what this scorecard is all about. So thank you. Thank you again. Apostle Katrina for just sharing uh, what the Lord gave you, and I'm I'm going to definitely share that again. And I pray that it's like a wildfire that we will all begin to examine ourselves and know where we are versus where we think we are, or where it appears that we are because of the interactions of of other people. You know, we need to know on a personal level where we are in Christ and where we need work because we all need work in some area. We all do. Yeah. We all do. Yes. Are there any yes. final words before we end this thing on tonight? And, uh, wow, it's just amazing. Uh, just, I just want to say thank you for having me to come on 
And I just pray that, you know, many of us just draw closer to the Lord. You know, if you don't know how to read your Bible, um, please just go to, there's all sorts of apps that you can go to on your phone. Everybody has a phone, so there's apps. Go to some of those apps and look up devotionals. That's that's a good way to start, to get you started. And then just draw near to the Lord. Um, be faithful in the ministry where you are. Um, you know, sit up under the teachings of your leaders and um, just, you know, just learn of the Lord and let him just deposit things in you so that you can, as Minister Ramona said, there are people dying. We've had lots of suicides right here locally in our city. And people are depressed. They're on drugs. That's why, they, why you know, you see a lot of people on drugs because they're depressed. They're sad. They, they need to understand. They need somebody to tell them there's hope, you know. And um, I think Minister Ramonda was talking about that, too, one time. You were talking about a ministry of hope. They need that. They need that. So just just, just let the Lord just, you know, do what he do in you and draw near to him. And just let's, let's, let's do better. Let's just do better. Let our scorecard be a better grade. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, we thank God again for you, Apostle, and um, for those of you all who are in the Panama City or surrounding areas, of course, we are at 1042 Grace Avenue, uh, Thy Kingdom Come Global Ministries. We do have um, Sunday morning um, services, worship, um, meaning the, the fire of the Lord does meet us there at 11 a.m., and Tuesday nights there's um, prayer at 7 p.m., and then also Wednesday night Bible study um, at 7 p.m. So, again, we thank you for joining us. I know um, the Lord dropped this on my spirit, and I knew I couldn't wait. I wanted to go ahead and get this released into the atmosphere. We thank God for everybody on this line. Be encouraged. But most of all, allow the God of all creation, who is your Father, to make you whole. Amen, amen, and amen.